In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from Psalm 119. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set your just decrees before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments as you enlarge my heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading for today from Luke chapter 5. We'll hear a number of stories which show Jesus doing his work and teaching about how much superior his ministry is uh, to all other uh, forms of religion, spirituality, and healing uh, apart from him. One day, while Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. They'd come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. Just then, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bread through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said, Friends, your sins are forgiven you. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, Who is this who is speaking blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their questionings, he answered them, Why do you raise such questions in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? Or say, Stand up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. Immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on, and went to his home glorifying God. Amazement seized all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We've seen strange things today. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at a tax booth, and Jesus said to him, Follow me. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed Jesus. Then Levi gave a great banquet for Jesus in his house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. And Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. 
I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then they said to him, Well, John's disciples, like the disciples of the Pharisees, frequently fast and pray, but your disciples eat and drink. Jesus said to them, You cannot make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. Jesus also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it on an old garment, otherwise the new will be torn and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the new wine will burst the skins and will be spilt and the skins will be destroyed. But the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new, but says, the old is good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we see Jesus forgiving and healing and calling and teaching. And all of these are just uh, setting the stage for his ministry in the Gospel of Luke. I love the illustration that he uses to close uh, the Gospel, the, the illustration of two garments, an old and a new. And Jesus says, imagine, if you will, Imagine going to buy a new pair of pants and bringing your pair of pants home and then cutting it up uh, to get a patch for your old ripped pair of pants. It doesn't make any sense. It would be foolish. So too, uh, Jesus imagines a situation like that and again, uh, taking new unfermented wine and pouring it into skins that have already gone through the fermentation process. It would be foolish. It would destroy the new wine and the skins. Uh, Jesus says that there's old things and new things. Each have their own place, but it's necessary to keep them separate. With these illustrations, he's talking about the Old and the New Testament. He's speaking directly to those, namely the Pharisees and the scribes, who were very attached to the Old Testament, that is, the Old wine, the old garments. The Old Testament had its place. It was preparing for Jesus. Uh, But when Jesus had come, when he was uh, born, had come in the flesh, uh, was forgiving sins and was preparing to redeem humanity by his sacrifice on the cross, the importance of the Old Testament uh, was likened to that of an old garment. The Pharisees and the scribes were doing everything in their power to patch up the Old Testament and uh, make it viable, make it possible for people to uh, act according to the law and thereby justify themselves. It wasn't possible. The only way to justification and newness of life is through the life, the newness, the resurrection that Jesus gives. So with these readings today, Jesus calls us to turn away from all that is old, our attachments to the past, to history, to self-justification, to 
turn away from our sins and our guilt and to look for that which is new. That is the wine of the new covenant, his redeeming life, his forgiveness, and the peace that he has promised us now and which will we ultimately receive in the fullness in the life to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.